Hey guys, it's me. Not that you were expecting anyone else. Anyways, Gaming After College has a sponsor. I know, right? We're getting with the times. It's pretty exciting. Anyways, our sponsor of today's episode is Anchor. Anchor is a brand new service that lets you make podcasts, and they make it very easy to do so. All you need to do to make a podcast is right there on their app and right there on their website. On top of that, they handle automatic distribution of your podcast to various different platforms. So you don't have to do anything with RSS feeds. And then they look for sponsorships for your podcast with absolutely no minimum amount of listenership, which is great for me because I think I only have five of you guys out there listening to my beautiful voice and uh, keep going. Thanks, guys. The best part about Anchor, it's absolutely 100% free. So what are you waiting for? Go and try it out. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. All right, guys, let's get back to the episode. Hello and welcome to Gaming After College, the only podcast that helps you manage your gaming time and your busy life. This is your host, Manny. So in the spirit of Halloween and given that this episode will be the last one in October, today's episode will be all about horror games. Let's get started. So, obviously, before we get to the main event, we will have the news section. So, not too much in news right now. Um, I did put up a, a huge list of games coming out this this holiday season. That was in the show notes for the Final Fantasy episode, I believe, or probably the one before that. However, in big news this in the last two weeks, Dead Space turns 10. And that is a huge thing. So, Dead Space was a game that came out 10 years ago. And it all took place on this uh, on this space station that basically some, some bad stuff happened. And you played as the sole survivor. I believe his name was Isaac. And it's a very scary game. It's, it's actually one of the first games I ever played that was on um, the PS3, I believe. And yeah, that game is insane. However, uh, it, it had two more sequels. And each sequel, I believe, got a little bit more complex with the storyline, which I thought was actually pretty good at the time. And... Um, the scare factor, I believe, kind of went down as the games became more action-packed. So if you're looking for a very survival-based type of game with some great scares that's set in a sci-fi setting, Dead Space is totally for you. In other news, one of the biggest things that has plagued PlayStation uh, Network users since PSN started, since you sat down and created your first ever gamer tag on PlayStation, is that you couldn't change it. So... Uh, for example, my my younger brother had a username uh, Chicharito something something. Uh, for those of you who don't know what a Chicharito is, it's actually the nickname of a very famous uh, Mexican soccer player. Uh, so over the years, he kind of outgrew that and he wanted to change it, but he couldn't. So he had to create a brand new account. Uh, and I'm not going to say what his account is, but it's it's plagued users for a while. Now, my gamertag has always been Shadow M82. And uh, there's a lot of reasons for that, and I'm not going to get into it. However, now you can change it. Well, not now, now, but in the future, you can change it. Uh, PlayStation has officially announced that 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 capability will be coming out very soon. So that's great news for everyone who wants to change their PSN names. These last two weeks has seen the release of Call of Duty Black Ops 4, or Call of Duty Black Ops 1111. Or Call of Duty Black Ops I, 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 I. 
Uh, I'm just throwing a little bit of shade at the game title. For some reason, four is spelled as four I's or four ones, and not as in your classic Roman numerals IV, but whatever. Uh, so that game just came out. Um, I probably won't be playing it. I kind of stopped the whole FPS phase after it became apparent that each new game that came out every year was just a reskin of the old game, which is fine if you're into that sort of thing. Uh, if you just want to keep up with the latest trends, uh, all my friends went from one game to the next game and I was kind of forced to keep buying them, but then I decided not to. Uh, but if, if, you, if you're into that, go ahead and grab it. It, see, it looks like it looks good. They got a battle, battle royale mode. They have a battle royale mode, which is all the rage nowadays. Um, so that came out, $60, Amazon, Best Buy, you name it. And it, 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 it looks, like a, looks like a fun ride. Uh, albeit a very uh, familiar ride, but a fun ride. All right, moving on to the next section of our episode today, and that's uh, current games that I am playing. So obviously I'm still on the Fortnite train, and uh, I know I just gave some mad shade to uh, Call of Duty not one minute ago, uh, but Fortnite basically keeps me in because of the different challenges they make you do every week, and also I have reconnected with some old friends on there, and it's just a lot of fun. And like I said in the first episode, it's a good pickup game. If I just want to like de-stress, I just pick it up, I log in, and I just start playing. And if I need to leave for any reason, it's super easy to just stop. So uh, that's that that's becoming my my common game that I'm playing every day or every time I play. I haven't played a game in about two days now. So and uh, I was well. No, no, that, that's not true. I am currently still playing Spider-Man, but I have finished the storyline, which was 100% amazing uh, or spectacular or insert adjective that inflates Spider-Man fame here. I thought the storyline was great. I thought everything about the game was great. Um, I will not be doing a review for some time because uh, two reasons. One, I have not hit 100% completion on everything and I really want to. Uh, there is actually a special suit in the game that does not become unlocked until you do that sort of thing. That's that's such a thing. And two, the DLC, the first DLC that's coming out for Spider-Man is actually coming out in two weeks, I think, uh, on the 23rd, I believe. And that's going to be all about my favorite villainess, Black Hat. And, uh, I'm sorry, Black Cat. And I'm definitely going to be uh, picking that up. So... The review may be a few months too late, um, and I realize that's not up to snuff with some people who do this for a living, uh, such as Polygon people or Kotaku people. Uh, however, this isn't one of those podcasts. I'm, I'm not going to deliver you reviews the minute a game comes out. This is mainly for people who are busy with their own lives, uh, and they still want to play some games. So I will be doing a f- full-length review of Spider-Man probably within a few months. Until then... Uh, I may drop a little quick little updates like this here and there. Uh, So I'm probably going to introduce one of my older games into my lineup only because I still need to finish them. I never finished Super Mario Odyssey. I did get pretty far, though, and I probably wasn't going to do Completionist, but I did get pretty far. And that game was obviously a lot of fun. And um, and then back And then in November, I will be getting uh, Let's Go Pikachu. So that's going to be very interesting. Um, And I'll let everyone know how that goes. Uh, Aside from that, I'm considering picking up Dragon Quest, but anyone who's played a Dragon Quest game knows that they are a huge time sink. So that may have to wait for a bit. We'll, We'll find out.
All right. Well, let's go on to the main event. Horror games. Gotta relax. This is Earth Radio. And now here's human music. Hmm. Human music. I like it. So Halloween is upon us, and I thought it'd be a great idea to make my second episode and last episode of October be all about horror games. So I was really... So one of the things I like to do in my spare time is watch horror movies. I am a huge horror fanatic. I go to Halloween Horror Nights. I want to get scared. I go to uh, conventions just for horror. I went to Midsummer Scream back in July. So I'm a huge horror person. However, video game horror is always terrifying to me and it always scares me more than a movie does and i've had to explain this to people several times like why is it that a game can scare you and obviously the the biggest answer here is immersion you are in control like when you're yelling at the tv screen saying no don't go in there what are you doing go around or the killer's in there what are you doing or why are you going into why are you investigating a noise just just go what are you doing you actually have control over that in a horror game. And uh, I mean, more often than not, you kind of have to go investigate that noise, but you're the one controlling the characters and whether they live or die, it's up to you. So immersion scares the crap out of me when it comes to horror video games. Uh, I've only played a few horror video games and uh, I'm not gonna go over a whole bunch of games. I've noticed that the last few episodes have been quite long, so I'm gonna try to avoid that. And um, I'm only going to focus on two video games, theoretically three, but I'm going to go with two. And I'll do some honorable mentions at the end. So the first one I want to I bring up is Resident Evil 2. Now this is, this is an older game, uh, Resident Evil 2 came out in 1998 and is a continuation of Resident Evil 1. So it's really hard to even go through the movie scene and the video game scene without hearing about this series. And the reason I'm focusing on Resident Evil 2 is because it actually has a future remake planned. Now I played both Resident Evil 2, the original, and Resident Evil 1, the original, and I've played Resident Evil 4 and 7. Um, Resident Evil 2, however, is scary. It really is. I mean, let's not even talk about Resident Evil 7 right now, but Resident Evil 2 is legitimately scary. It had a lot of the functions that games never did when it came out. So I played it at a friend's house because I didn't own a PlayStation at the time. And it, it's entirely scary. Uh, people coming out at you from the windows. You don't know what's around the corner because of the camera controls. They, they fix you on one single point until you go to the next room. It is a terrifying game. It, it's, it's insane. It's great. And number two is getting remade. Now the remake right now is currently planned for January 25th, 2019, and it will be released on the PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Microsoft Windows. And it is a true return to the form. So they, they did change a few things uh, for those of you who have played Resident Evil 2 in 1998. Uh, you no longer have this uh, single frame sort of camera system where you go into a room and you're very limited on your vision until you go into the next room, then the camera changes depending on the next room. That's not what's going to happen. So for those of you who've played Resident Evil 4 uh, and 5 and I believe 6, uh, they do an over-the-camera, over-the-shoulder camera. So you're actually following the character as if you're right behind them. And th this really puts you in perspective of what's going on. And it really, it really increases that immersion factor. 
the immersion factor. So this game looks pretty great. It's gonna be made with a brand new engine, and it will be uh, and it will be released on a next gen system, which is great. And you'll be playing as uh, Leon Kennedy, who is the title character of Resident Evil 4, for those of you who don't remember. And he was a part of Resident Evil 1 and 2 in the originals. And if I recall correctly, it's his first day in the Raccoon Police Department. And that's when all hell breaks loose. So it's fantastic. Um, you can go ahead and catch a, a quick demo clip uh, that was released at E3 on YouTube. I'll probably put a, um, I'll put the link in the show notes. And for those of you who are interested, totally get this game I'm, I'm probably gonna get it but I'll, I'll probably have to you know um muster muster up the courage to actually play which is exactly what I did for Resident Evil 7 so Resident Evil 7 is the latest game in Resident Evil uh not including the remake it uh canonically it is the latest game in the series and it's actually a true and it's actually considered the true return to the horror franchise so Resident Evil itself kind of uh went off the rails um after number four uh resident evil 4 was definitely much more action-packed um you did play as leon kennedy who's also in resident evil 2 and it, it relied a lot on action and it was great it was a great game don't don't i'm not i'm not i'm not trying to say it wasn't i i love that game i played it multiple times um however it just wasn't scary enough there were parts of it that were legitimately creepy and parts that did actually scare me but in total, it wasn't. It wasn't. An, uh, it, it just wasn't. It, it wasn't that scary. Resident Evil Five and Six, more or less the same thing. Um, it was a lot more action. Uh, now Resident Evil Seven though takes place in a single house with a demented family who wants to kill you, and it's definitely a huge focus on survival, survivability, versus just attacking shit with awesome weapons. Oh, sorry about that. Attacking crap with awesome weapons. You know what? I'm going to leave that in there. Um, Anyways, so Resident Evil 7 came out about a year ago. And it came out for the PlayStation 4, Xbox One, PC. And brand new, actually, um, back in May, it came out for the Nintendo Switch. And this game, and I'll, I'll give a very quick synopsis. Like I said, I'm trying not to make the episodes that too. No, like I said, I'm trying to make the episodes um, a little shorter. So I'm only going to focus on Resident Evil in, in general, and I'll probably focus on another game right now that I don't want to say yet. And uh, essentially, Resident Evil is following the story of, of a man named Ethan Winters who goes into who basically is looking for his missing wife, and he tracks her down to this house that has his family in there. They're going for their own problems, etc. And um, essentially, you're being chased by this family as you enter their home, and you can avoid them using stealth, and you want to be, you know, just sneaky. Um, and on top of that, you you end up finding uh, cassette tapes all over the place or videotapes, and you actually can watch these videotapes, and that leads you into the videotape, and you're playing as the people in the videotape. And you learn more about the uh, about the story, and it's actually a really interesting story mechanic, and it's it's I think it's amazing. Um, I have not finished Resident Evil Seven. I do own it. Um, I'm 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 a big chicken when it comes to video game horror, uh, uh, but I still play them regardless. So I will probably end up playing that pretty soon. So there's that. Um, and in Resident Evil Seven, like I said, it focuses more on survivability. So you're not going to be doing a lot of action pack things. 
So if Resident Evil interests you, totally check out Resident Evil 7. Um, you can probably pick that up for pretty cheap, actually, uh, on Amazon. I'll put a link on the show in the show notes. And uh, obviously, Black Friday is just around the corner, so this game will probably be 30 bucks at least. Um, I believe I picked it up for 30 last year. Um, so definitely check that out. And Resident Evil, Resident Evil 2 Remake comes out in 2019 in January, so it's really not that far off. And obviously, I'll put some links in the show notes below about that as well. Actually, before we continue, I am forgetting the biggest part about this episode, how long to beat. So Resident Evil 2, 1998, obviously it is not going to be a very long game. Um, I will put the show, I will put it in the show notes below, but for those of you who are interested, the main story takes about five and a half hours and uh, Completionist takes about 15. So if you end up finding yourself uh, having an original PlayStation and you get PlayStation an original PlayStation and you end up getting Resident Evil 2, you're looking you're looking at a pretty cool uh, half day, pretty much, if you want to play it all the way. And for Resident Evil 7, so that one's a little bit longer, obviously, because it is new. You're looking at about nine and a half hours for the main storyline, 11 hours for a couple extras plus the main. And if you're the person who wants to get everything, you're looking at about 21 hours of your time. Which isn't bad, actually, uh, all things considered. It is a horror game, so they're not built to be super, super long. Um, They are mainly focused on trying to scare you. So 21 hours isn't too bad. Um, However, nine and a half, if you don't want to get scared for too long, that's that's pretty decent. All right, now moving on to the next game and probably my favorite horror game of all time, Until Dawn. So, Until Dawn. Not a lot of people have heard about this game. When this game was first teased, it was back in 2014. And uh, it had a, it went through a lot of different changes during development. And the end result wasn't what a lot of people expected and a lot of people were unhappy about it. But those who knew what it was and those who gave it a shot really love this game. And here's why I'm saying this. Until Dawn isn't your usual horror game as in Resident Evil where you're shooting zombies and running around or trying to hide in closed spaces and then just figuring out what to do until dawn is your horror movie fantasy in a video game so there's a cast of about six characters and they're all played by pretty famous actors actually um that did the motion capture likeness voice hayden panettiere is one of them brett dalton is another rami malik is another one and jordan fisher for example, there are a ton of great actors in this game and they really bring the game to life. And in the game, you take control of these six people and they, they all went through something traumatic. Uh, one of the main characters, twin sister, passed away in the beginning of the game. Uh, so that's not much of a spoiler. And basically a year after they passed away, they all get decide to get together in the place that the, the, that the sister passed away would be the family cabin. And obviously things go sideways. And with every character, you it's almost like a cutscene, essentially. You control each of these characters and you tell them to make decisions. So if for example, one of the things that comes to mind is you're playing around with your girlfriend and you want to uh, tickle her, kiss her or whatever, and you have the option to do that. And if you don't, then that changes the story. Now you may not think that that's like a great example, but it actually is because in the, in this scene, there's someone watching you. 
and depending on what you do, it influences the story later on in, later on in the game for those two characters. And you get to control every single character, and every single character has an opinion of every other character. Depending on how much time you spend with them and the actions you do with them, their likeness of that character goes up or down. And it, it is actually pretty amazing and detailed how these characters have, have, have how they have so much depth to them. As you're playing the game, these characters can die. You can end the entire game with every character dead and no survivor, not even a final girl. And the final girl is a horror concept wherein there's always the, this one character who always ends up living at the end. And it's almost always certainly a woman. So think uh, Nancy from Freddy Krueger or maybe the sister, um, forgetting her name right now, unfortunately, from Halloween. And in this game, it's Hayden Panettiere, who is the final girl. And at the end of the game, she can actually die. And it is, it is absolutely insane. And as you play through the game, every choice reflects something else down the line. Um, one of the themes of the video game is um, a butterfly wings beat, right? And how a butterfly's wing beat can cause a storm a mile away. And that is... That is the mantra of this video game. There are things there are things going on that involve supernatural forces, a killer on the loose, an abandoned asylum. And as your characters go exploring and as your characters try to basically stay together, they don't and they can actually die. And it is it is insane how that how the, how the story changes. And also this game is a great game to play with a, um, with a friend, uh, a significant other or maybe just a best friend. And the both of you can decide what to do. Um, some of these uh, decisions have a time limit, um, so they need to be made quickly. But playing it with another person really gets a different perspective of the, of the game, and it's great. Uh, there is a, a little bit of action in this game. You won't, you're not going to be shooting anything. You're not going to be shooting anything, but you will be chased. And as you're being chased, you got to do these quick actions. So, for example, there's one scene where you're running through the forest because something's chasing you. And as you're running, you need to hit the uh, the square key or the triangle key. And if you don't do it at the right moment, they can slip or they can tumble over. And if you miss it enough, they will die. So it is pretty crazy how this game goes on. And another thing I like to say about the characters is that each character has a stereotype. There's a jock. There's a uh, pretty bubbly girl. There's this smart final girl. There is another jock. There's the nerd. And depending on your decisions in the game, they can play fully into these stereotypes or they can unveil a different side to them that that gives them more depth. So this game was expertly written. It came out in 2015 and it came out only for the PlayStation 4. Now you're wondering, why did a lot of, why did a lot of people not like this game? It's because they didn't know what it was about. They didn't know it was an immersive, interactive movie sort of video game. They thought it was a let's let's shoot up some some demons and some zombies, you know, Winchester style. And that's not that's not what this game is. It, this is an interactive movie experience that you have the option. You have power over the lives of the characters in this game. And a lot of people just weren't ready for that or they just didn't like that. Um, now, how long is this game, right? I'm, I'm explaining a movie to you with different outcomes in different situations. So this game can get a little long, depending on 
if you want to keep doing this and you want to make sure every character lives. Now, I will say that in my first playthrough, in my first playthrough, only four characters lived at four. Yes, only f no, I'm sorry. Only three characters lived out of out of the six or seven. And that yeah, that's pretty crazy. But you can actually get all of them to live and it's a little hard, uh, but it is great. So how long to beat until dawn? So until dawn will take you about eight hours for the main story. Longer than your average movie, of course, but this this game is pretty beefy and there's a lot of different environments and a lot of different stories. Now, if you want to do some extras, so there are some collectibles you can get in this game, um, which I thought were pretty cool. Uh, there, are th there, are, there are these things called totems and the totems uh, basically tell the future. Um, if you get a white totem, it means, hey, you need to go here. If you get a black totem, it's showing um, a possible death of a character. So it's almost like a warning system. Like, hey, pay attention to this five second clip. So if you wanted to collect all the totems, that's gonna take you some time. But if you want to collect some of them, you're looking at about nine hours. Now, if you wanted to collect all the totems and you wanted to get every possible outcome, you're looking at about 18 hours uh, for your entire uh, gaming gaming session. Or you can do what my younger brother did and you can just watch watch the game. Uh, a lot of people just streamed it onto Twitch or on YouTube, so you can just do that as well. Uh, there are a lot of jump scares in this game, and that's what makes this game pretty scary. There's tons of jump scares, and there's also lots of scenes with foreboding and increasing suspense. So this game is definitely up there as my favorite horror game of all time. Now, the company itself is working on a sequel, and I wanted to just do an honorable mention on that. So the sequel isn't actually uh, a sequel to the original game. Um, it's more of a, hey, you, you, everyone liked what we did for Until Dawn and the type of gameplay. So we decided we're gonna make a whole anthology. So in 2019, no release date has been set yet, but except for the year, but in 2019, we're gonna be seeing the Dark Pictures anthology, Man of Medan. So the, the anthology is going to be a collection of about three, I believe, or three or four stories, and they're each going to be their own game, and they're all going to be part of a series, essentially, and it, they're going to be made by the same people, and they're going to follow the exact same layout of Until Dawn, which I am so for, because very few games are made like this, and I believe the horror genre is the genre that should be made like this. Um, if anyone's wondering, the publisher and maker in question is Supermassive Games. They're a UK-based company, and they make some pretty some pretty good games. Um, I encourage everyone to look at Until Dawn. It came out in 2015. You can probably find it for 20 bucks online. I'll include a um, a link on uh, a link in the show notes to, to anyone who wants to buy it. And um, please check it out. I believe you will definitely enjoy it. All right, so that pretty much concludes the main portion of our episode, but I did want to include two honorable, two or three honorable mentions, and the first one being Dead Space. So I did sp speak about this briefly at the beginning of the episode. Dead Space turns 10 this week, and that's amazing, and I love this game, and I will, I kind of want to go back to it. So for those of you who, who love the movie Alien, or Alien 2, this is definitely a game for you. And uh, I'll put a quick little article online for those of you who want to read about it. Please check it out. It's a great game. You can pick it up super cheap. The second thing I want to talk about is Outlast. So Outlast is a game that came out for the PC and I believe for the PS4. 
And this one is like you play a reporter and you're like, hey, this asylum has a lot of things going on, but no one wants to confirm. So I'm going to sneak in and you sneak in the day that essentially this um, this big bad gets out. And that game is 100% all survival. There's no fighting whatsoever. And you're in an asylum with escapees. And it, it is a terrifying video game. Um, your only source of light is your video camera because you're a journalist and you have to pick up batteries continuously or else you're going to run out of light. That game's insane. I'm getting chills thinking about it. I never finished it. I did pick it up during a Steam sale. It was like $8. If you're interested, go ahead and pick it up. That game is terrifying. And then the last mention, the last honorable mention, is a game that I hold dear to my heart, and it's a game that will never be made, and that is PT. So don't get me started on the whole drama around PT, but essentially PT is a cancelled game. Well, I'm sorry. PT stands for Playable Teaser, and it was a demo of what would have been the future Silent Hills franchise game. The, the, yeah, the next iteration of the, of the Silent Hills game, which would have starred... Um, I'm forgetting his name. The guy who plays Daryl on Walking Dead. And it was going to be made col in a collaboration with Hideo Kojima, who is an amazing video game maker. He made Metal Gear Solid and Silent Hills. And it would be in collaboration with Guillermo del Toro, which is an amazing director of horror, of horror movies. And I'm a huge fan of both of these people, all three of these people actually. Um, and it was canceled due to a lot of drama between Konami and Hideo Kojima. However, do yourself a favor, go on YouTube, look up a stream, hopefully with no commentator, unless you're into that sort of thing, of PT, P.T. I, I do not want to spoil it at all. It is terrifying. The, the the game itself takes like an hour or maybe two, depending on what you want to do. And it is terrifying. I, oh my God, you can no longer download it on the, on the PlayStation Network. Um, if you were one of the fortunate people who did download it, you please do me a favor, do not delete it. Just keep it on your system. I have it on my system. Um, I never want to delete it. Uh, Kanabi had tried their very best to scrub of its existence. But definitely check out a playthrough. It, it, it is worth your time 100% if you're into horror games. And if you're not, just watch it and see how long you can watch without being thoroughly creeped out. All right. Um, I think that pretty much concludes it. Um, I kind of want to stop uh, talking about this because I'm getting creeped out too. Um, as always, for those of you who want to hear different topics or who have suggestions about the show, feel free to send me an email at gamingaftercollege at gmail.com or tweet at me at GAC underscore podcast. I'm trying to get a little bit better at tweeting more things and, treating, and tweeting more uh, articles and updates and news. Um, but I also have another Twitter account that I like to use, a personal one. So it's really hard to juggle both of them. I don't know how some people do it. Um, but definitely, I will get notified if someone sends me a message on there. I will get notified if someone tweets at me on there. And my email account is linked directly to the Gaming After College email account. So for those of you, questions, comments, ideas for an episode, please send them in. I really, I really uh, do look forward to uh, feedback, albeit not in person because I have horrible self-esteem issues. But let's not get into that right now. Um, but anyways, feel free to contact me. Uh, ne next episode, I have no idea what it's going to be about. Um, I'm debating it on just PC games, but we'll find out. Um, as always, I do not want to review a game that I haven't fully played. 
I may do a Spider-Man review, but I kind of want to wait until all the DLC is over. So we'll find out. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in to Gaming After College. And as always, this is your host, Manny.